Welcome to this week's episode of Bite Size Sarah Crime. My name is Chloe Tonis, the amazing host of the amazing podcast that covers some amazing crimes. Okay, not like good amazing, but just kind of amazing that they managed to pull this off, is what I mean. I don't condone crime. Anyways, here's this week's story and a little bit of my story. I live in Illinois, and I used to want to go into healthcare. That didn't work out for a number of reasons, COVID being one of them, so thanks, pandemic, but... In the calm before the storm, I was a teenager doing CNA, which if you don't know what that is, it's a certified nursing assistant, clinicals at a hospital nearby. So I would just kind of stand behind nurses and other CNAs, watch what they were doing, and maybe they'd have me take a blood sugar. My school had a deal with a little local healthcare corporation called Advocate, where the students could be sent to Advocate hospitals to do clinical hours, and we needed a certain amount of clinical hours to be certified. So that is where I did all my clinical hours, and... After I switched to cybersecurity, I was shocked to learn the story of how the very hospital I once did my clinicals at had a major data breach that I had no idea about. So I kept looking into it, and I kept becoming more shocked that I hadn't known about it given how much was revealed, how many people were impacted, and that it even kind of had a role in changing laws, although that's kind of debatable, you'll see what I'm talking about later, but the laws in question are of course good old HIPAA and high tech. Those unfamiliar, HIPAA is the health Insurance, Portability, and Accountability Act. And it is spelled with two A's and not two P's. That is an error that pisses me off. Anyways, what HIPAA basically does is it prevents healthcare professionals from giving away your medical information in a way that identifies you to people who are irrelevant to your healthcare. It does not mean people cannot ask you for your health information. If there are regulations about that, those are completely separate laws and probably very situational. However, HIPAA is not all about privacy. As I said, it's about insurance, portability, and accountability. So you can easily transfer your medical records to other hospitals, and you can even request health records for your own examination. What HIPAA didn't do was take electronic records into account, and that is where high-tech comes in. There are a few loopholes regarding HIPAA and high-tech, One of which being that if there is a data breach at a hospital, the hospital wasn't at fault. Hitech fixed that and a few other loopholes regarding to electronic medical records. And before this, Hitech wasn't really a thing. And this and a few other very important medical data breaches that I'll be covering very, very briefly helped push Hitech into action so that people could be properly protected with new standardizations in hospital data security. Or if that failed, you would at least be fairly compensated, unlike the victims in this story. Spoiler alert. So, this is the story of how the hospital that I did my clinicals at was negligent in protecting the privacy of 4 million patients. What a positive way to start off. (laughs) The year was 2013, and it was July. Schools were out of session, and no new students would be coming into Lutheran General Hospital in Park Ridge, Illinois until the fall to weirdly stare and ask uncomfortable questions as nurses and doctors were just trying to do their jobs. The staff had a chance to relax and not worry much about teaching students all about the joys of healthcare. But this relaxation took many forms, and some of them negatively impacted the care and privacy of their own patients. We trust hospitals not only to take care of us, but to protect our information. We don't want our medical records reaching people it shouldn't, And we definitely don't want our social security numbers and addresses out as public knowledge to the world. But Advocate Health patients did not get that luxury. Physical security is often a part of cybersecurity people don't think about when it comes to data. After all, hackers are mainly just people who wear hoodies and type text on their computer in the dark, 
but there are some very bold hackers that may arrive on location to steal data in a much more physical sense. As in by literally stealing computers. In theory, computers are locked away in a secure room that no one could get into, but a lot of employees have laptops that aren't exactly locked up and may be left unencrypted. Or there may even be ways to access these locked up rooms if you are struggling to get in, you don't have your smart card, and you just tell someone else to let you in. Despite the fact that smart cards are needed to enter many hospital locations, a lot of employees are nice to co-workers and just hold the door open for them, even if they don't quite recognize this new guy in the IT department. Many hackers test the bounds of physical security by seeing how far they can get into unauthorized parts of buildings without being caught. And surprisingly, it can take quite a while for them to get caught, because people just don't question it. They assume that if they are there, they are allowed to be there. As I said earlier, some may pretend to be employees who forgot their badge, or even maintenance workers coming in to fix the computer, which wouldn't make them question why they're just taking it away. Which computer? Who knows? The computers at Luther in general always had problems. But this is not a problem for just Luther in general, let me be clear. A lot of the healthcare industry is dangerously behind on security, and many didn't have encryption on their computers or laptops. In fact, one of the most common causes of medical data breaches, even today, is an employee leaving a laptop in their unlocked car and it getting stolen. Now, I can't imagine why you would leave your car unlocked ever, but also why you would leave your laptop out in your car even if it is locked. Like, seriously, if you have to leave your laptop in a car for some reason, you should at least make an effort to cover it with a coat or a blanket or fucking anything. Anyways, back to my point. Encryption locks out information behind a tough-to-crack code so that when the computer is moved from its usual location, or the hard drive is removed from the device, it can't be broken into. For an extra measure, a software called LoJack allows you to report a device as stolen and then not only completely lock the device from being used, but actually geotrack the thief, which is an excellent idea for corporate laptops, even if the people do not carelessly leave them in their unlocked vehicles. There is also a LoJack for cars, which I was actually unaware of until I was researching for this video, but to my knowledge, they are different companies, which is confusing, but that's also not the point. Either way, LoJack for laptops would make corporate laptops with valuable data so much easier to recover and a lot harder for hackers to extract information of. Alas, many stolen corporate laptops without this enabled don't ever end up recovered. At the time, HIPAA was not as specific when it came to electronic records and protections for electronic records, as I said, so Hospitals were especially insecure in the early 2010s when electronic records were becoming more popular, but there wasn't much a standard, so a lot of data breaches happened. It can happen, and it still does happen even with high tech. As I said, my healthcare information was breached in 2020, but that's a different story for, like I said, when it wraps up. But at the time, this kind of situation was regular, and wasn't even the only major data breach of the year. In the case of Luther in general, four entire computers were stolen from the hospital, which makes me wonder how in the ever-loving fuck was no one suspicious of a guy carrying four computers out of a hospital. Look, I'm sure they were taken at different intervals, but four is still a lot to remove from any building. Was this person just posing as a maintenance guy, or taking them into the shop for a repair? Did no one just want to question the guy carrying computers with an unshakable confidence? These four computers had unencrypted drives that contained full names, dates of birth, home addresses, and social security numbers of four million patients who trusted Advocate Health and Lutheran General Hospital. Now, yes, I did say four million. No, there were not four million patients at the time at Lutheran General. That would be a huge-ass hospital. Patients from other hospitals and patients who saw general practitioners from Advocate Health all had their data breached, despite the computers only coming from Lutheran General. 
This isn't actually unusual for hospitals. Hospitals part of the same network can technically access patient data from entirely different hospitals. This is largely considered a violation of HIPAA to do so, which makes you wonder why it simply isn't configured to allow only access to one specific hospital based on geolocation. This probably wouldn't be very hard to implement and may also prevent incidents like this. As late as 2020, as a measly student, I was technically able to access the records on anyone I wanted. I would have probably been caught soon due to there being monitoring software and also had my license revoked, but a hacker who does this has nothing to lose since they don't have a license. Making this shared access with minimal restrictions especially dangerous when it comes to stolen devices. A class action lawsuit was soon filed from angry patients who felt their trust was broken which unfortunately ended without much justice for the victims. Not only did Advocate have unencrypted computers with no password protection or authentication for employees, but it also did not warn patients of the data breach until over a month later, which is a long time to have your social security number floating around on the deep web for some dude to buy. Announcing a data breach can be a tough call, but in my honest opinion, if you're aware this is this bad, you should absolutely warn the customer in a calm but stern manner. Be honest even sugarcoat, and advise them of the next best steps. Hiding it will not make it go away, and it will only prolong the issue and make people more upset that they felt they'd been lied to for months. This incident was the second biggest data breach in all of healthcare at the time in 2013. And it, along with several other incidents, specifically in California, Texas, and basically fucking everywhere else, finally pushed high tech into being passed and combined with HIPAA. HiTech laid out more regulations regarding the keeping of electronic records specifically, and other regulations besides HiTech were put into place to make sure this would never happen again at Advocate. Alas, it would happen again. Many times in many different ways at many hospitals, and I even believe unencrypted laptops were stolen from Advocate again in 2019, which is a bit before I did my clinicals there. Oh, Advocate. Please change. In the year of 2019, you should know much better given what happened in 2013. Alas, cybersecurity professionals are in a great shortage, which means there are less experts able to advise, or higher-ups are just not trusting an expert's insecurity about what is important. Which, in this day and age, is quite ironic. We live in such a strange era where so many people approach experts with doubt on arrival rather than trust but verify. And trust but verify is what I am all about as a security expert. Or they're just cheap. Security isn't expensive but dealing with the fallout of a breach like this is far more expensive than preventing it. That's kind of the huge model of security. If it's not, you have a problem. Thankfully, in this breach, no medical records or payment information was released. But all you need to have your identity stolen is your name, birthday, and social security number. So, you know, tough luck to 4 million Illinois patients who saw no justice because at the time, this wasn't considered negligent security like it would be today. So the patients paid the price while the hospital was let off the hook. And this may still happen, but it's a lot less common. Hospitals have improved a lot over the years, but no organization is perfect as we discussed in my WannaCry episode. But nowadays, if such a data breach happens to you, a class action lawsuit is more likely to actually work out in your favor depending on the circumstances. Consider joining one if you are a victim of a cybercrime through your hospital or doctor's office so you can hopefully receive justice unlike the four million here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bite Size Cybercrime. My name is Chloe Tonus, and as always, stay secure.